you're listening to Dialogues on 3CR Community Radio. Every Wednesday night at midnight. Advertising imaginative ways. Start your free trial today. Good evening, you're listening to Dialogues with me, Joe Raleigh. And me, Meg Kimball. And this week we're joined by Jacqueline Mifsud, a comedian and lovely person. Jacqueline. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, that's so nice. Thank you for joining <laughs> a us. A lovely person. I've been ranting at the coffee shop for ten minutes. <laughs> I can tell, I can tell these things quickly. So this week we're going to be talking about lots of things, but specifically relationships. Mm. And I think as three single young things, we're, we're particularly mm. well placed to talk about relationships. So, but we're not just talking about um, intimate romantic, romantic relationships. Right. There's like friendships, there's family mm. relationships. So yes, yeah. all of the above. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I, I'm going to begin with a sort of frustratingly broad question. Oh, if you no. Mind, Jacqueline. As um, long as you're aware of that. Yes. <laughs> you're aware of your frustration. As long as I signpost <laughs> yes. it right at the top, mm. that's okay. <laughs> um, so, so, how would you characterize your romantic life in the broad kind of vision of it all? That is a very frustrating question, Joe. <laughs> um, well, I so through my comedy, I sort of try and make sense of myself and the world. And so what I'm dealing with now is that sort of um, single thing. So a bit that I'm doing right now is I say um, I'm single but I don't date, so it doesn't count. You, you can't lose the championships of a game you do not play. Yes. So I, I don't yes. – because I think because of the introduction of the dating apps and things – thank you, good audience, this is great. <laughs> Bombs last night, I'm killing it right now. Um, is uh, dating apps – I think it's making it – people are being, I think, more selfish and um, no one wants to work on anything and mm. really, you know, save or anything. Like because um, it's just it's literally thousands of people just on your phone. Yes. So you're like, oh, I'm not going to try and make this work. I'll get someone else. Right. And so I don't engage in that. I don't do the dating apps because I don't feel that a romantic relationship is really missing from my life. Yeah. So my official statement is I don't need anyone. Uh-huh. But can I swear? No. But no. God, it would be nice. <laughs> it would be so nice. <laughs> but I don't need so anyone. Wait, so what's missing then, currently? Well, no, it's just that it would be nice to have someone. I've made myself, I've made the idea of apartment quite obsolete because I'm too self-sufficient. Like I look after myself, yeah. I'm very organised. Even when I get um, a little bit run down or a bit down, I have my own little inner head voice that goes, come on, Jack, and you're all right. Pull your socks up, go for a jog, you'll be fine. Eat some salad. Off you go. Well, that that sounds very healthy. It it is. But it would still be nice to share my life with someone. Okay. It'd be nice to have a cuddle and a wine. That does sound nice. But then it also implies that if you're not self-sufficient, that you need to sort of not be self-sufficient in order to have the imperative to go and get a relationship. Get a relationship, relationship. yeah. Well, that's the thing. I keep saying to friends over many wines, um, (laughs) do I need to be more needy? (laughs) Do I need to be more needy? Do I need someone? Do I need to be like... Because yes. I'm very good at um, pushing people away. Thank you. It's a good skill. Uh-huh. I um, b- trying not to be my parents uh, who can be quite uh, needy and need validation and stuff. I'm always yeah. like, hey, I'm really enjoying your company, but if you're not okay with this, you know you can leave at any time. <laughs> I give everyone an out. <laughs> Disclaimer. I never want to feel like I'm not wanted. Yes. You know? What's is that, that because my first boyfriend, I was 21, left me for no reason? Maybe it is. <laughs> was that 11 years ago? Maybe it was. 
but I'm fine. Do, do you do you ever find yourself in a position where you want out? And perhaps, you know, knowing that you can be in that situation, other people might be feeling the same way and you just sort of, from a kind of empathic state, you don't want them to have that uncomfortable emotional state that you have experienced in the past. Um, yeah, but not because I kind of figured it all out. In fig- I figured everything out. <laughs> it's all done. Life sorted. Next one, please. Uh, immortality. I'll have that. Um, so in my twenties, I used to date and have relationships and stuff. I haven't had a relationship for for years now. Yeah. So I haven't yeah. even had that uh, sort of to start. Yes. I yeah. sort of keep away because I'm actually quite afraid. Of fear that I'll get distracted from what I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm really focusing on my comedy career, which means every single night I'm in dirty comedy rooms. Well, because the, yeah. but the thing is that I think you know the in in past times there was this imperative like you did need to be in a relationship. It was socially like uh, non avoidable, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, my parents' generation that was absolutely like a flat expectation, right. and if you didn't, you'd be definitely socially ostracized or you'd be looked upon with pity or whatever yeah now we don't need to do that in actual fact for a lot of people um being in a relationship is is actually like you say distracting um adds elements of dysfunctionality to to people's lives because (laughs) it can be it's it's harder to be in a relationship in some ways it brings up Mm. stuff that you don't have to deal with if you're a single too many feelings Oh, it's so, a lot of so many, and I, I don't. Some think, people hate feelings. I think I've just grounded I'm, I'm myself, <laughs> as in like, yeah. I don't, I don't trust myself because I, I think yeah. I get carried away. I'm yeah. just like, what do you want to do? Oh, yeah. let's do that because I'm used to being by myself. So yeah. I'm like, oh, other person here, what do you want to do? Or like, you know, I have to go into a comedy room. Sometimes there's like three audience members, yeah. and I'm trying a bit, and uh, you know, talking about my personal life. No one's laughing. I'm just bombing, and I'm like, would I rather do that? Would I rather go cuddle someone and, you know, have a cup of tea and watch a movie? Right, (laughs) yeah. So I'm like, ah. Mm -hmm. And I I think I'm, yeah, I need to know how to try and balance that. Yeah. I wonder. But I I want to kiss. (laughs) 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 All kissing. What about those three random people who aren't laughing in the the, uh, the comedy club? Oh, you don't date a fan, Joe. Oh, yeah, that's that's tricky territory. I'm a bit bit Groucho Marx. Like I'd never... I want to grow a moustache and smoke cigar. <laughs> you know that whole thing. I'd never want to join a team that have me as a member. Yeah, sort of thing. Yes. But that that Ugh. relates back to you what like you were me. saying before mm. about um, you know you're like oh you can't fail at dating if you're not trying mm. to date. And that made me laugh because I have the same philosophy. Like I'm just like, and I do not only in relationships like romantic relationships, but just other things like. Um, just trying new things. I'm just like, well, I might suck at it. So yeah. I think if yeah. I don't, then there's no opportunity to prove that I do. And and that kind of thing of like, yeah, a group that doesn't – you can be like, I don't want to be in this group. But if you don't try to get in there and people – then you never experience people trying to reject yeah. you from that yeah, space. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not afraid of failure in any other aspect. But I just think because uh, now like these days with dating, this dating climate, um, mm. it is – a full-time job. I think it's a full-time job. You have to have set up like three or four dates a week. <laughs> right. You've got to be on the go. You've got it like... You have to do it all online It's a numbers game. Well, like, yeah, it's online. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I think it's too distracting. I don't it's like it. It's a lot it. of work. I get my, for, I get my like, hopes up. Yeah. Like I like the whole romantic situation. I'm willing to wait for a romantic situation where you meet someone, you actually yeah. just start chatting and then that's that charisma. It's not that forced mm-hmm. kind of fun. Yeah. It makes me real nervous yeah, as well. What so, is a date? I've never been on a date. Well, like essentially you're you're like going into this quite forced situation and like 
whatever you tell yourself, you're deciding within that kind of two to three hour period whether you want to spend the rest of your life with that person. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you tell Wait, yourself. The rest of your life? Well, or yeah, like, just, like, like see them again? Like essentially you're, you're mm. looking for like a partner of sorts, you know? Like, That's one of the on things the... that weirds me out about online dating is that people will put that on there. They'll be like, I'm looking for like yeah. a lifetime, you know, you someone loser. to share a life with. No, it's not that. <laughs> it's just almost like how, like you just, there's a natural incremental are. progression though. But yeah, right. people might want that. But that's, but that's the ultimate end of what you're doing. Yeah, like, but that puts yeah. me off. Oh yeah, for sure. Because yeah. it's like, it's, um, it's you know. Contrived. Yeah, there's that's, too much pressure and expectations, and I put that pressure. on it, and I'm going ah. Yeah, I think that then so, people yeah. try to like you, in those sort of environments, you meet people you don't know them at all, but um, there's this natural kind of inclination for human beings to try to impress each other and like present their most functional and awesome version of themselves. Yeah, of course, and that frustrates me. I'd yeah. rather know someone who for who they are just you know authentically yeah. no pressure you're in a yeah. group of friends and you just hit it off with That's, one person and yeah. then it's a little bit more like mm. you can actually get to know the person it's your true self right rather than trying yeah. to impress another person because i that's ha, so how yeah. would you how would I you like out. change that dating landscape in order to allow that to happen because I, it seems I, like, I have no answer it seems like that's not happening yeah, Whereas no. it must have, it must like used to have happened a lot more I, well i think because when um I was a bit younger, I didn't have a very good, I didn't have, uh, I needed validation a lot because I wasn't okay with myself. I had, um, I talk about it in my comedy as well, thanks for seeing my show. Um, I had eating disorders and things, so I've been every weight there is. Um, and so I wasn't okay with myself and I needed validation. I needed to meet someone, needed to have a little kissy in the corner. But if someone didn't compliment me or try and pick me up, somehow I wasn't attractive or I wasn't worth it or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, I'm great. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't, are you talking to me? Go away. Like yeah. I'm here with, you'd literally go out to pick up. Remember mm-hmm. picking up? Remember picking up? That was fun. <laughs> um, and now I go out because I want to spend time with my friends mm-hmm. who I love and adore. Mm-hmm. And talking about relationships and friendships and things, I very blessed to, <laughs> hashtag blessed, to have amazing friends mm-hmm. and they treat me amazingly and I just feel great with them and they challenge me, which is always important, always get people to challenge you. And um, so they set the standard very high to what a meaningful adult relationship is. Mm-hmm. So why I'm not going to accept anything less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. And if you were to have a partner now, it yes. would need to be something different. It would be fulfilling mm. something else. Yeah. Well, it would be a gay man for start. <laughs> that, that's where yeah. I've marked myself. Very modern relationship. I'm like, why do you love me? Oh, you're a gay man. Cool. <laughs> Does that matter? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> Okay. I love you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's too much pressure. Like if I know if I'm on a date, I'll freak out. Or if someone goes, you know, if, oh, so-and-so likes you, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know how to act. Oh, I'm st- I know I'll just sweat. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'll get a sweat moustache. I'm, I'm exactly the same. Be cool, man. Be yeah. cool. It's so hard. Any like sniff of being set up in any kind of way, like it's the no. biggest turn. I'm just like, oh, no, I don't Or like I'll it. eat them alive. Right? <laughs> you just right. overcompensate. You yeah, if someone's real shy, I'm like, Bleh, get out. <laughs> you just jump on them and start like scratching their face. Yeah, I think it's to, yeah. <laughs> I Maybe I do self-sabotage. Right? Yeah. What is that? Do you think? I think so. Um, but also I learned a very terrible and wonderful lesson um, when I was a uh, joke about it because that's how I cope with life. Um, <laughs> when I was 21 for my 21st birthday, my boyfriend of three years 
uh, his present to me was running away with another woman mm. on my party. Um, mm. I'd asked for an engagement ring. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> and uh, so, and, and that was my first relationship, first everything, first, mm. first, first. Mm. Um, and to know that you can have that love, and it was amazing. We had such a wonderful time and you're such a perfect match. Well, was he because he – whatever. And to know that at any time that can just end – like that was real. Mm-hmm. Nothing about that. Because, you know, sometimes when something ends, you go, mm. oh, was that all for shit? No, it wasn't. Those moments were real. I think life's about moments and trying to enjoy the happiness in every moment. Um, you also give yourself a break. But to know that it can just end at any time um, is mm. annoying. It's a lot It's a lot to deal with. The first breakup, I think, that anyone has mm. is the game changer in terms of the time you the next time you go into a relationship yeah you're you have that you definitely have that in the back of your mind or somewhere like stored in your physical memory yeah there's like the grief oh god it's a trauma that yeah totally but it, it was it was honestly a hundred to zero though that's mm. the thing no mm. breakdown mm. when it get him and came out of nowhere and so i right. um talk about you know the moulin rouge the tagline for the movie baz lerman is uh, the greatest thing you'll ever love ever learn is just to love and be loved in return mm. and then my extra tagline is but just to know that your so-called soulmate can be just as happy with anyone else <laughs> how's that oh my god but they can be yeah that's so that's really that's sad. where i get my um if you don't want to be here you don't have to if you if you just tell me we'll just you know we'll we'll just call it a day or yeah. you just let me know i never want to be where i'm not what a terrible feeling but I, but like i mean i yes but I would get the feeling that that's not necessarily a sincere thing that you're saying to that person because you don't mm. want them to go anywhere else. No, but that's that feeling of knowing that it can change like that and feelings do change. Mm. But do you um, think that's put, how I push them away. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think like putting that disclaimer in actually makes you feel any better? Do you think it, it would help the situation at all? No, it's just my insecurities coming out. Yeah. Going, this is going good, but I, I had I something can... that was going good and it just died. Mm. So Yeah. And I can relate to that because yeah. if you kind of like put a disclaimer up, it, it's sort of like uh, if it happens, you're like, well, that's fine. I was prepared for that. It is a yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. that I need to work on and I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, God, like the whole breakup thing, it puts me off wanting to get back into a relationship because, yeah, yeah like you say, having a relationship and it being a special thing is, is lovely and it is better yeah. to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Mm. But at the same time, it's like really painful to finish oh, a relationship yeah, and really to painful. lose that kind of stuff and to adjust afterwards. I lose my... I mean, absolute it's biscuits. a real like uh, deterrent. <laughs> and I think the, another factor is that being single is fine, but being just broken up sucks the worst of anything. Yep. And so you're in this kind of like good space if you've if you haven't had a breakup recently. Yeah. Then you're just in that space where you're yeah. just like, I'm self sufficient, I'm content. Like, yeah. And it sounds like we're all probably totally. in that space. And I'll be freaking out. Oh, you know when you freak out, you're totally like when you start texting someone. Yeah. And then, like, if I feel like, oh, he hasn't texted me back, and then mm. as soon as I think that, I'm like, Jacqueline, you absolute idiot. Are you really wor- – like, how old are you? And I get so frustrated at myself. Yeah. I'm like – because he had that feeling. Because I, I, I have so many feelings and I get really <laughs> excited because I actually had a little fling with someone recently and I got so – and I let myself get swept away with it because I'm actually not afraid of my feelings. I actually like to feel. Yeah. Like, I'm really not afraid of breakups. They suck, but yeah. if they're worth it – Again, like I just think you really – life's about enjoying the moments you have with people because you don't know what's going to happen. So mm. I'm not really afraid of that. Mm. I'm just a, too aware of it at all times. <laughs> I just expect it to. Mm. And when it does, I'm like, oh, that's good. Um, 
And then, yeah, so I really let myself get away with this, swept away with this lovely constant message. And again, he went cold on me and I was just like, oh, and it really hurt my little heart, well, my Mm. giant big dumb heart. (laughs) It sucked. I just got dropped down. But it's not unreasonable to to kind of get, you know, worried if they're not texting you back because it does mean something to you. I know. And and it's good that it means something. That's the whole point of doing it. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's it's still hard to deal with because you I think as you get older you thought you'd be more mature about stuff like yep you know just give it ten minutes it's fine he's probably getting into a car <laughs> or my likelihood <laughs> on a bus and you know yeah. can't text right now. Well, do you think you have changed over the years in your approach to getting involved with somebody? Like this recent fling that you had was that different to how you kind of got started with that boyfriend you talked about when you were in your early twenties? That was actually really. Um, I think so because we just met out um, at a at a bar. Yeah. I, I, no, again, no expectations. I had a beer. I was just dancing like an idiot, like just being me. Just I didn't care. I, I you know I assumed he was gay, and I'm like, oh, he likes me. He's gay, and um, he's a little cutie, and it was fine. We're just jo- joking about, laughing, mucking about, and it was all wonderful. But also, I knew that he was um, going to leave anyway because mm. he wasn't from here, so he's going back. Okay. Uh, and I liked that. Mm-hmm. That's what was the attraction because it was very safe. And I'm like, because mm. I lived overseas for four years, lived in Paris, and it's such a transient city that I was used to people coming and going and that's where I get the whole enjoy the time you have with people mm-hmm. because, you know, life's silly and, and we never know how long like long we have, whatever. Yeah. I think I get motivated by negative things. Like, we're all going to die, let's just f- Oh, sorry. <laughs> we're all going to die. Let's have sex. Um, I said 11 at night, whatever. Get over yourself. <laughs> come on, guys. Um, come on. Yeah, be mature. But and, thing, and so, yeah. The thing about the, like, the feelings of anxiety, I can relate to that and I think a lot of other women can relate to that, but I don't want to be too gendered about it, I guess, like anyone can, but I think that there's mm. something about that that I think that there may be a somewhat of a gendered aspect because um, – that kind of lack of security feels quite scary and, and for some reason brings that response. Um, Which, like, what kind of lack of security? Like, not knowing where you stand in oh, relation to I, another I person. I hate that. I want criteria. Yeah. I want a sheet yeah. to tick off. If we're just fooling about, awesome. I can adjust myself and I can yeah. adjust that headspace. Yeah. But don't tell me you like me and initiate and everything and disappear. Yeah. Why do that? It's all about them. I realise that, but I'm still involved. <laughs> now I'm upset. I want it to be all about me. <laughs> yeah, but totally. You're so right. So, like, so yeah. So that's that kind of feeds into that that classic thing about having the conversation when you've been seeing somebody. Yeah, but if you have it too commas. soon, that's crazy. Apparently. Well, well, but like, okay, so like, but when you have that conversation and you decide to sort of take it to the boyfriend girlfriend boyfriend boyfriend girlfriend girlfriend level, whatever. Mm. Um. So like, I am quite reticent to have that conversation I'm not saying that's a good thing but like perhaps it's a fear of commitment or whatever but I just feel like once the terms are on the table it kind of I think I feel like it changes what is expected of me and it it need not because I guess if you're having the conversation then generally speaking you're probably behaving as if you're like partners anyway um but for me just like cognitively it kind of changes my like I feel like more is expected from me and I think it does change it though yeah I mean Mm. that is kind of the point is that like relationships don't just maintain this 
stasis. Like they don't stay the same and static forever. They do progress and change. And in like our parents' generation or before, you'd like meet someone or be introduced to someone, you date for a while. And then because of the social expectations that everybody should get married – that was what people both had this thing. Mm. Like both both sides of the relationship would be like, oh, okay, I'm, well, I might like play around for a bit, but I'm in the end I'll have to pick someone so I should be a bit judicious and, you know, yeah. find someone suitable and get to know them and then, you know, have that conversation about like let's get married. Like that's kind of what the social expectation was here, yeah. at least in Australia for most people. So now, mm. you know, we don't have that. We don't have to get married. No one's going to be like no. out of a job or in poverty because they don't have someone else to look after them or whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah. But people still, it's ridiculous to assume that relationships are just going to be this like casual fun thing indefinitely for forever like there is that kind of thing where it is nice to actually commit something to someone else yeah commitment in whatever form like just um, moving together yeah and so there's no reason why you shouldn't have the relation like have the conversation and be like what are we to each other and how much support are we going to give to each other because it's not pre like predetermined by the society how we will support each other in relationships yeah Mm. but i feel like that's that's obviously like the longest part of the relationship right the middle so it's not beginning it's not ending it's the middle and that's the part that we never there's not there's not as much not not like saying it's definitely going to end um probably will be yeah Yeah. everything ends because all of a sudden we die eventually yeah Yeah. forgot about that (laughs) (laughs) um but that's the part of the relationship that we like is so rarely depicted in in like stories and because it's perhaps not as exciting or as dramatic or Mm. as like doesn't have the same kind of peaks and troughs as the beginning or the end Mm. of the relationship does so I feel like there are less cultural guides as to how to go about that kind Mm. of maintenance phase of the relationship and the other problem is that you only see other people's relationships from the outside and they always look pretty cool and and social media doesn't help and when yeah Mm. when you see inside other people's relationships you're like oh okay that's what it's like yeah there's struggle and anxiety and confusion yeah. I don't think anyone's happy, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, that's another thing. There are so, I know so many couples, right, you guys, like, that aren't happy mm-hmm. and they have to be with someone. And I'm like, oh, that's, yes. that's mm. sad. Mm. I couldn't do that. No. Oh, they keep complaining about them. And I'm like, you know, you mm, don't have to be leave. there. Because yeah. for me, marriage is, I've never really wanted, I've never had that fantasy of getting married. I just like to share mm. with people. Like I'm, you know, live by myself as well. And so I'm uh, around myself often, quite enjoy my company. I'm always potting around, doing stuff, working mm. on my little projects, mm. um, meeting up with friends and stuff. But it'd be mm. so nice just to go home and have someone there. That'd be nice. So just yeah. and because because I'm 32, and so a lot of my friends are getting married and they're sort of moving away. I have less. Let's get a beer, mates. Mm. Yeah, like you know, it's, come on, let's get a beer. They mm-hmm. they sort of drop off. And mm. if you're out less, mm-hmm. unless it's comedy. But when I'm doing a comedy gig, I just I don't really hang out that much. And it's just comedians and I have a no comedian rule. Uh, That's uh. a rule you have to enforce. No, don't gate comedians. Well, because you don't don't want to poop where you eat (laughs) and you don't want everyone knowing your business. And generally it doesn't work very well. 
Yeah. Would there be a risk of talking about each other in your comedy as well? That well, that's another weird. thing. Yeah. And okay. who wants to know that? Practicing bits on each other until you go mad. Yeah. Well, it can work. And there's some beautiful <laughs> yeah. relationships out there, of course. It can always work. And I'd love to be proved wrong. But for me, I've already done it a few times. <laughs> oh, actually, I think once, really. And I'm like, no, nah, I, like, I don't like people knowing my business. I like to have, yeah. like to have it separate as well. Mm. Yeah, because otherwise, like all of your life is just like this one thing. It's kind of nice to have like yeah. compartments within yeah, your definitely. life. Yeah, definitely. Be like and dating. They're not always stable. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or dating someone no one has any money at all. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> money a lot. We can't both be broke. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But expectations that you brought up before, Joe. Uh, that's something that I have to sort of adjust because the last sort of relationship was three months um I uh yeah I we were friends for a while and then I sort of pushed him away uh and just said no no no, no like um but sort of was a, a comedy related person but no 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 like I don't think we should I don't think we should push my push him away and then after I'm gonna say three months mm. I'm like are we doing this and he's like yeah and I'm like, are you sure you're on board because like I haven't been in a relationship for a while this means a lot to me mm. I don't you know do this often like I really this is exciting for me mm-hmm. I had that big wall built up I'm like push him away mm. and then I sort of broke it all I broke it all down and I'm like yeah and then he just didn't show up they just mm. he he got because I'm just like oh my boyfriend now this means this <clears throat> this means that mm-hmm. and I had really high expectations of him because I have amazing friends mm. yes who who screwed me up because I'm like this is how I this is how you treat me mm. why are you not treating me like that so I think I put a lot of pressure on him mm. and scared him far far away <laughs> do you think so just yes. just by saying yes. yes. Or, or well, by, no, by, by just going, well, this means this, this, this. Because I haven't had a boyfriend before so I'm um, for ages. So I'm kind of just like, well, this means that I'm going to text you and you're going to, you know, be there for me. Yeah. I, I love the, the term partner. Mm-hmm. I think that's really nice. Like having a partner, having someone on your team, having a teammate. Yes. Having someone to text. I'm always bothering my friends going, oh, I'm not feeling, you know, reaching out to mates and yeah. stuff. That's then, a mature thing. Yeah. I think the partner thing is a mature thing. I like that. That's my yeah. old teammate to, to share. Because I'm very giving and loving, so I like feeling needed. Mm. It's yeah. quite nice. Yeah. I mean, not, you know, someone who's crazy dependent, but yeah. it's nice to help someone out and be like, oh, he needs me. That's great. Um, and so I was texting him and he just wasn't returning. Like he sort of just, again, kind of went cold. I'm like. What is going on yeah. here? But then I think that is so often the dynamic when one person's hot, one person's cold, and then it reverses. It's just it's, it's a little dynamic that you can get into really easily. Yeah. I think it just. I wonder if if that's kind of playing itself out on like a small scale a lot of the time. Anyway, even when you are mm. together, there's, there's that sort of back and forth type thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's not a good thing at the start though. When I was no. just like, he didn't answer me for three days. <clears throat> I'm like. What are you doing, mate? Yeah, and like, no. and I've gone. I think I was too much for him. So I said to my friends, like, because I'm just like, I don't need a boyfriend. When I have one, like, that's mm. the what's the benefits of a boyfriend having someone to be like, yeah, come over. Do you want to go for a drink? Yeah. Do you want to go out for dinner? Is that asking too much? That's doing boyfriend. Sh-. What right. the hell? Yeah. And my friend just said, no, no, I don't think it was you're too much. He just wasn't enough, mm. which is very true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he yeah had all, all these issues and, sh-. but I'm like, well, don't. Don't agree to the thing. You agreed to the thing. I said no and I pushed you away. And then yeah. you're like, yeah. Like, was it the chase? I have yeah. no answers. Did you, did you get any kind of debrief with him afterwards? Uh, not really. Um, I'm very proud. So I try not to let anyone know how they affected me. 
Mm. I sent him a very concise text um, that was just like, uh, yeah, I just, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm gone sort of thing. Like, I'm not going to pine after you or anything or let no. you know how you affected me, you dumb shit. Um, mm. But, yeah, I just sort of said, um, this is not how you, you – I don't care that we broke up. It's not about breaking up. It's the way you dealt with it. Like, you ignored me. Mm. Like, mm. You, you avoided me mm. and that's not how you treat someone that you're meant to like. Yeah. That's not okay. I wonder mm. if because, like, we start with this thing where we're trying to impress each other and then it sort of just snowballs sometimes and I think often people want to be this great guy or great girl or great person. Yeah. And they want to be like, mm. I'm a great person. I can have a relationship. And so the other person but, says, you mm. want to do it? And they're like, yeah, of course I do. And then totally. at the crux of it, they maybe they can't or they don't want to. He freaked but, out, yeah, because yeah. I think the hints, like I think I maybe don't listen enough, he was like, I think you'll get bored with me. I think you'll get bored. So it, it, it's always their stuff. You know that yeah. whole thing like yeah. 98% of the time everyone's thinking about mm. themselves. So I know uh. it's not to do with me, but I'm still involved. I'm still getting hurt. Yeah. So it's not not about me. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why I'm like, go away. Everyone, my le- like uh, marital status is leave me alone. Mm. <laughs> leave me alone. Don't come knocking on my door. And I'm like, go away. And they just keep knocking. I'm like, go away. And then I'm like, mm. do you want to come in? They're like, yeah. I'm like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. And I open it up and they just take a shit and walk off. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. But, yeah. Well, I guess the point is that you have to, it has to be quite selfless. So there has to be like strong elements of selflessness in a good Good relationship and that's kind of contrary to particularly the first few relationships people tend to have when it's very you know idealistic and just sort of all-consuming and I think it's very easy to project a lot of your like ideal kind of images of like what another person can be and it's mm. easy to confuse that person as like someone who's just like put on earth for you and you know when they don't deliver to that <laughs> yeah. ridiculous expectation they're just their own person with their own needs and you know they've got their own life exactly um, then it's sort of disappointing and confusing and um obviously inevitable and that's when it comes into the more mature relationship being more of a kind of partnership where where you sort of you know mm. it's give and take and and things like that because it's it well I think it's kind of like the perfect storm if you've got you know two people who are trying to impress each other and present their best version of themselves and inside everyone's like terrified that the actual person will, the other person will actually see them and yeah. and think they're not good enough and then you have on on the other side of that the other people projecting onto the person who they are, who the hell is looking at each other and actually seeing each other yeah. in that scenario. Totally. Like, but we were friends beforehand. Yeah. That's annoying. That's yeah. the annoying thing. So we yeah. did that meet each yeah. other beforehand sort of thing. But um, I, mm. uh, that whole thing of um, seeing things for what they are, not what you want them to be is mm-hmm. very important. Because, mm-hmm. mm. yeah, and not uh, assuming they're your ex. It's like, well, he did that, therefore he's going to do – oh, he's doing that thing. It's like you have to give them a chance. it's like your last relationship. Yeah, Yeah. but when you get older, there is a lot more pressure. Again, not that I want to get married or anything, but it just means more. Like when you're 20, Mm -hmm. you don't care. You're exploring everything Mm -hmm. and it's about sexual exploration everything. And I'm like, I've done that. Like I should be invoicing I've done that so much. (laughs) Like I'm not sleeping with me. What level are you? What's your rating? But, yeah, yeah. (laughs) too much self-confidence. Yeah. What do you feel the pressure is that, that, you know, after you get past, like, after a certain age, you want to have a relationship that's going to be lasting? 
And yeah, when you're younger, you're well, like, I can meet someone else later. I got plenty of time. Well, it's kind of like no time wasters. But as mm. my therapist says, like you, no one knows how they're gonna feel. So mm. maybe they're not into it at the start, and they change. Or maybe mm-hmm. they are into it at the start, and then they change. They change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but you, you don't know. You, you, you have to just try and enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Such disdain at the concept of enjoyment. There, um, I know. I'm freaking out constantly. <laughs> yeah, but I guess the point is that if you do change and and you like, it's it's about how you handle that and how you kind of communicate with the other person in a mature and like thoughtful mm. way and a respectful way we're all single we all know nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we've, just, you know we've been theories. through this we've been through this we're not blinded by yeah. <laughs> obligation at the moment shut up <laughs> no totally but um but it's just so baffling because i just have such beautiful friendships, mm. such lovely friendships. Like I've just um, organised uh, to have a little Europe trip at the um, in August. So I, I lived in Europe for four years and so I have all these friends and that's six years ago. And so I've just been hooking everyone up or hitting everyone, hooking up, <laughs> hitting everyone up on Facebook and going, hey, I'm coming. Everyone's just like, you can stay with me. I can't wait to see you. I'll buy beers. And, and so that makes me feel good it reflects on the person that I am because I've got these beautiful people that love and care for me and think I'm wonderful and that's my true self my up and my down you know Mm. we went through heaps together Mm. and so when I have that like Mm. what that's when all these flaky people can go jump yeah but then you can't really compare friendships to romantic relationships they are different animals right I know but are are they different though yeah isn't that your best friend they are different you're I mean, just you having sex. Yeah. So, what? So, you think it's like a friendship, but it's someone that you're like physically attracted to and have Maybe. sex with? Isn't that I the guess goal? I guess ideally, that that sounds really nice. But then, <laughs> I'll have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, but I do think it's different. You, well, you, how do you? How well, do you just... there's there's like the okay. So you, we talked about neediness and. Mm. Um, just the emotions are different and the terms and conditions are different. Maybe there are, there's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm well, there are different kinds of romantic relationships. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing is that I think maybe we don't know what romantic relationships are now. Like, yes. you know, like what are they meant to look three. like? No, it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, us, but, but also, also yes. Yeah. <laughs> So just generally, I mean, people are just – relationships look like all kinds of things. Yeah, that's true. There's mm. not even – like monogamy doesn't have to be yeah. a given. And um, some people are asexual, you know, but uh. still want romance and companionship in their lives. Yeah. And, you know, some people, yeah, have more than two people in a relationship. And all of these things happen. And I know people who have relationships like that, and most of us probably would. And long distance, or they don't yeah. – they like the fact that they don't see each other often. Like, Whatever's comfortable for you, whatever you want to you do, you got to work fine. it out with the other person, basically. Yeah. So it might be kind of like a friendship, or it might be completely different mm. to friendships. Mm. I just want I. My thing is like because again, I said like you know, I was in my twenties in Paris, having heaps of fun, um, you know, doing that whole exploration thing, and so now I, I really just want intimacy. That's mm. what I want. I just mm-hmm. like the idea of a cuddle in bed. Like mm. that's amazing. Yeah, sure, sex, of course, mm. but like. You can, you know, there's... You have sex without intimacy. And oh, you have my God. without sex. Totally. Yeah. And that's another thing about being single. I mean, obviously, it, it doesn't have to happen, but you don't often have sober sex, do you? That would almost be weird. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't have to be off your face, mm-hmm. but often you are. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. No. I hate it. I agree. But can you go... 
like, let's skip the drink, let's go have sober sex. And everyone's like, what's wrong with you? Also, I'm like, where have you, you what if you're bad? We're not in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you, you want intimacy. Mm, that's mm. what I want. Mm. But like you said, good, but yeah. I think intimacy is the thing that freaks people out. Well, yeah, oh because, my God, because yeah. when you're intimate, then you can be hurt. And yeah, oh God, if you've yeah. been hurt before, you, you don't oh, want yeah. to be hurt again. Hurt. Yeah. But that's, I think I've set that up to be a win because that's, I use that in my comedy and I use that in, I'm reluctant to say art, but let's just say art. Yes. <laughs> use it in my art. Because you've got to feel, you've got to feel stuff. Mm. Or else what's the point? Like if you have nothing to lose, then, you know, you can't yeah. just live in fear. Does that, does that drive your comedy? painful things um no but i just use it to work things out so because i have had um heaps of things happen to me uh what a weird statement um (laughs) i've had so many things happen to me like even just walking here things happening all the time um it's just a way of dealing with it and exploring it making sense of myself and the world i think that's what yeah that's how i would describe an artist like to Mm-hmm. Making sense of themselves and the world and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so. And it's creative. I do, yeah. yeah. And so I try and write it all down um, and try and, find, try and find the funny because it is funny. Like mm-hmm. sex as well. Sex is fun and funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can just be so funny. Like, it's the best time you have when everyone's falling over, noises are happening. Like, <laughs> Gundam Brink's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it can, it can, there's a real risk of it being really serious and like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And, the, and, the whole, and people. Um, and, and just stressful as well and like pressure and things or, like that. You know? I'll laugh at people who have clearly just watched too much porn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you know I'm here, mate? I'm here. What are you looking <laughs> it's at? It's not what a are performance. You doing? Yeah. I, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I could be any. And I'm just looking at my watch going, you done, mate? I can't feel any of this. You can. Yes. <laughs> Getting a bit too into it. Yeah, no. People just pumping away. I'm like, have you done this before? Mm. (laughs) Why are you grunting? (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. Why are you sort of looking over there as if to camera? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully there's not a camera there. (laughs) Unless unless that's what you know. Unless you're in it. You know about it. I lost myself yeah. there. Where was that going? Yeah. Okay, so we were talking about um, working through things using, like, art and creativity yes. and stuff. Mm. What if you're not creative? Like, how do people kind of get through those painful experiences? Yeah, the people just have normal lives and have no pain and trauma, I think. Yeah, I think they're... <laughs> th- oh, so it reverses, it works backwards. Uh, maybe. Yeah, like... Um, I think people just choose nine security. To five. Yeah. yeah, nine to five, got, got the partner. Nothing wrong with me, I got a partner. All right, you mm. seem happy. But maybe they just are, like, you know, it's absolutely... Yeah. yeah. I would, um, and that's beautiful. I, I, mm. I don't like people that go, oh, they're in love. Ooh. I'm like, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Oh, I want that for everyone. Everyone yeah. should have that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But it also breaks my little heart when you know they're in a trouble relationship and, and they don't know how to get out of that or they're just yeah. stuck in it and they, they've lost themselves in it. Yeah. Oh, God, um, yeah. Mm. That's that's quite troublesome. And it, like but, their, yeah. their, their like love may not be to your taste, or like mm. the style of their relationship may not be to your taste. And but you know, obviously, too no, much to- and that's yeah. right because it's what's okay with you. Like when you mm. find an ex, um, you know, has married someone, you're like, oh, that hurts. But you're mm. also just like, I didn't want that person. That person yeah. was not good for me. Mm-hmm. So yes. if if they can put up with their crap, great. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it still sort of stings a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think it's easy just to get someone do you know what I mean like you look have you found someone yet Jacqueline first of all wasn't looking thank you (laughs) um second of all if I wanted someone 
if I wanted anyone, pretty sure I could just go down Smith Street now, pick someone up. Yeah. Hello, mm-hmm. come on, let's go. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, finding – you don't just want anyone, though. You want mm-hmm. someone great. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm more than willing to wait for that person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. Yeah, but not wait, just go about my life. I'm not just at a bus stop of life, just go, oh, where's he gone? Mm. Mm, exactly. But, and I mm. think that's the thing. I think there's almost this, like, overlap between how things used to be with, like, relationships – you know, you were sort of a validated person if you were partnered. Yeah. And yeah. that now, even though we don't believe that necessarily, there's still maybe a bit of a lingering idea that, like, eventually everyone will be partnered. You know, yeah. even though, mm. even in those days when that was expected, still even then people didn't. Yeah. You know, something. I, I think, like, part of your, like, however comfortable you are with your kind of current situation, there is still part of you that if, you know, lots of your friends are kind of settling down and stuff, there's a part of you, or there's a risk of part of you kind of yeah. feeling like you should be doing that as well. Mm, but I have some, so a lot, a lot of awesome friends uh, in awesome, mm. awesome couples. Yeah, like they're just fun. They go out separately. Yeah. They still go down the pub. Mm. Like they go out adventurous sort of stuff, and they you know hang out in groups. And they're just such a, from my point of view, healthy, fun, mm-hmm. very two independent people just coming together, just having fun. I'm like, mm. oh, I love you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, have their own hobbies and stuff. They're not just one join at the hip unit. And yeah. I think that's the thing where we sh- you were saying before about friendships and relationships mm. and how your friendships have such good qualities to them. But I think the defining sort of difference is that um, we ask for a partner to be everything, but we have this whole like community of friends to be everything collectively. Right. Yes, you know, like this, like this one friend is good if I'm feeling upset. This friend's good if I need a chat and a laugh. This one will go swimming yep. with me. Mm-hmm. This one da da da. And then you get a, a, a relationship, and the tendency is, and the desire is kind of just to be like, whoop, shook. Uh, push them all aside. Mm. Um, this person's now going to go swimming with me. Be there if I cry. Be there if I need a laugh. Cook food, you know, yeah. and cuddle. And then w- you forget about everyone else's tendency can be. And, no, but totally. if you can balance those two things out and not expect a partner to be all things to you at all times. That's exactly yeah. what my um, just remembering a thing my therapist said a while ago. She's like, yeah. They don't have to be everything. That's mm-hmm. what you have friends for. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yeah, but he should at least mm. like fit some of those boxes. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. hopeless. He should be a, like a functional, yeah, communicative person. It's like, yeah. why do Respectful. you get to sleep with me? You're not doing, putting in any work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And, and also, You're not like, this at all, mate. <laughs> and also, even if they are some of those things, or there are a lot of those things, and you're really lucky, and it's like a good situation, they're not necessarily going to be all of those things all the of the time, time because people have different moods. Like mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. And like, I guess it's like speaking from limited experience, I guess um, you have to forgive people for not being like their best selves all of the time. Mm. And like, it's like, especially when it's something that's not really important, you know, like some kind of trivial thing. It's really easy to get caught up on those things, I think, in relationships. And like from looking at good relationships from afar, like friends and like siblings or whatever, um, yeah, it does. It does seem as if they've found a way to kind of not get bogged down in those kind of trivial and important, unimportant yeah. things. Mm. Um, yeah. So, like, what what else? Like, what does a good relationship look like? Again, that's completely subjective because it depends what you want and <clears throat> what what. You but can are, there, are there any like kind of common it? common things that you can apply to all of them? Uh, I feel like good communication. 
Yes, um, people being honest with themselves. Mm. Okay. Like I'm, yeah, not afraid of my feelings, not afraid of I've uh, constantly think, what do I think about this? And that's why I love working it out through writing my shows for Comedy <laughs> Festival, mm-hmm. yeah. just sorting out what do I think about that? How, how do I, why am I like that? Mm. And then um, and trying to sort of do a lot of therapy to undo all the quote-unquote damage. It's not the right word. I'm not, I haven't got much trauma. But just all the stuff that my parents never worked on and I sort of inherited. Mm. Yeah. So my way of therapy is taking everything back to the brain store, <laughs> just going, I didn't order this. Get rid of that, <laughs> thank you. Like, they've downloaded viruses on my software sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, and then I get a bit resentful towards my parents because I'm just like, you never worked on this about yourself. I am stunted because you never dealt with that. So I've inherited that. And now I have to work so hard at trying to overcome that. But I'm, I think I'm very open and honest about myself. I love to sit down um, and, I like to say, you know, the sitcom Full House? Such a great sitcom. I like to full house it, like to sit down and discuss it. Like any um, sitcom. Get the family together. Yeah, the and just, just to go, right, yeah. I love to sit and just go, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. I think I'm very, very practical in a relationship, which a lot of people don't assign to, mm. to women. They just go, no, women are too emotional. I'm, like, I'm real practical. That's why I'm just like, are we good? If we're not, I can leave. If we're good, I'll work on it. If you're willing to work on something, I'm there 100%. If you're not willing to work on it, you let me know now. No time wasters. I'm going to F off. Yeah. Mm. Do you feel like that's always effective to do that? No, I think it scares people. <laughs> but also, if yeah. you're easily scared, I don't need you. Yeah. Okay. Like, so it's about the yeah. The you need to be ballsy. I'm yeah. very ballsy. Because I think <laughs> I think I'm the same, and I do like having those kinds of frank conversations. But mm. I think you can also get into the habit of doing it too much. Oh, definitely. And just about oh, everything. God, yeah. when I'm like, not right. Clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's like another. I like e- to know, like you were saying before, Mick. I like to know where I stand. <gasps> yeah. If yeah. I again, yeah. If we're just hooking up, cool. Let me know that. If we're not, we're doing something else. Yeah. But when it, I put it in one box and it jumps out in another, I'm like, well, no, hang on. I go, yeah. I don't have OCD, but maybe I do. Yeah, because you just have to like, yeah, you, I guess you just have to tolerate a certain degree of uncertainty mm-hmm. all of the time. Yeah, and in be cool with it yeah. and distract yeah. yourself and be like, that's fine. But that's oh, difficult. Yeah, but then I get so excited. That's that's why I try to avoid relationships. I get so excited. I'm like, oh, this could be something. He really likes me. Blah, 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 blah. And I get all, I'm like a little puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I try and play it down. And then and then if something happens, I'm like, oh, that's sad. I think it's pretty yeah. hard not to get excited. I think this is yeah, the thing. Yeah, I don't like, want to not be excited. I like that. there's yeah. really, really significant chemical things that happen in the body when you're attracted to someone and you start Mm -hmm. it is a drug like it's like it's kind of like being like i'm gonna start smoking but i'm not gonna like want a cigarette Mm. (laughs) ever (laughs) it really yeah it's like cheap md it really just does you can't it's like and that's when i got real sad the last little fling boy because it yeah i let it carried away with me and I had that drug and then it was withdrawal I just really felt like I was lifted to this high Mm. and just dropped I think that's um I think that's the reason when you start something with someone you have feelings you have like a chemical attraction and then that sort of progresses but you don't see the person all the time but you think about them all the time because Mm -hmm. even thinking about someone that you're attracted to and have this chemical response to 
is going to give you that kick. Mm-hmm. So it just is a self-fulfilling thing. Like you go the on more Instagram. you think about it, yeah, and then you like think <laughs> about that person a lot, then you want that to kind of – you suddenly you have this big investment in that being a thing. Oh, it's so powerful. You still haven't even really totally. gotten to know the person no, at but again, real, that, that's at any why, real level. Yeah. Exactly right. And that's why it, social media is dangerous because you we have access to everyone all the time. Yeah. I just texted uh, five seconds ago. Why has he not even looked at it? Yeah. Oh, I can see him almost yeah. replying. Oh, he's not. Oh, he's seen it. I can see that he's seen it. Why yeah. is he not? Why hasn't he replied? What's going on? Yeah. All of these things makes me hate myself. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. get over it. Be, get, get a grip. Yeah. But it's a little drug. You're like, ah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, like the whole social media it. thing is kind of like feeds mm. into that reward and, and like anticipation. And as soon as I break know, up, kind of delete. Cycle. Everyone's deleted and blocked. Get out of here. Really? I want you to be happy. I want everyone or your exes to be happy. That's great. Everyone deserves that. Don't need to know about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Don't want to know yeah. about it. It's for the best. Yeah, because mm. it's too easy to go stalking. Who's that? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my cousin. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's like so cousin. masochistic. <laughs> oh, it's, so, terrible. it's so But it's so easy. Yeah. Like this little flingy boy, he initiated things because he actually uh, found me on um, – because we just had like a fun dance and that was it. Yeah. Then he found me on Instagram, DM'd me, oh, so great to meet you, you're so fun, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I know. Anyway. Um, and then uh, we started having really fun, flirty, whatever, texts and stuff. And then we went cold, whatever. And then it ended and then I got sad. And then three days or maybe four days took me to work out. He unfollowed me on Instagram. <laughs> And again, that sentence makes me hate myself. <laughs> you fool me on Instagram. How old are you, Jacqueline? Thirty-two. Like what? Yeah. What? In, but it it sucks. I'm like, oh, you didn't even want it, want me as a mate. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. But um. But it, yeah, but you can't help it. Yeah. So I just have to put my positive um, hat on and be yeah. like, he was just so into me. He, he just couldn't, couldn't deal it. with it because <laughs> yeah. he was leaving and I was just – because he said it got too intense. And I'm like, I can't help if I'm perfect, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway. You were saying before about how, like, you use the comedy to process stuff mm. and um, I do a lot of writing and that's one of my ways of doing that as well. And there are times when I'm just like, thank God that I can do something creative with this feeling because they can be, like, yeah. super huge and almost overwhelming, like some of the things that – you can feel about, you know, relating to other people and stuff. Um, how do you, when you're doing that and you're kind of like setting up a show and you, you've got something, do you, at what point do you say like, well, that's just kind of too personal, but this is actually <laughs> funny. Like how yes. do you distinguish what is just like, that oh. was tragic and that's funny. Mm. And where do you find the funny in it if, if there's stuff happening? You know, do you? No. Yeah. I realize that I have a very different process to. I mean, everyone's different, but mm. most comedians, because I posted, I had my show on my wall. It's like 17 pages, and I would just print it out. And they're like, you write, you type it up. Like, I have mm-hmm. to. I can't read my handwriting, mm-hmm. and I can type heaps faster than I can write. Mm. Um, and yeah, having that outlet's amazing. Mm. Like when I first went overseas when I was 23 and had that big four year trip, um, never was homesick. Wonder why. Um, <laughs> I was typing every day. I would mm. just write. And I recently mm. found those poems or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, and it's still relevant, all the stuff mm. that I'm saying. Like, I still feel that. Mm. Um, and uh, so I brainstorm. I just, um, what is it, stream of consciousness, just mm. write, 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 write. It's all, I had the show. I didn't sit there and go, uh, lampshade, jokes about lampshades. All right, mm. what's next? I'm like, it's all in me. I have mm. so much to say. Mm. I, I have to deal with all these things and I'm so lucky to have this outlet. Because mm-hmm. um, I certainly didn't have an outlet when I was a kid. That's how I feel. I'm just mm. like, no one listen to me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
people who didn't know how to deal with it. And um, also, always disclaimer, parents, very loving, very giving people. Mm-hmm. It's not the emotional side. Don't whisper, whisper into the mic. Um, and so I'd write it down and I'd have my, you know, like the De Bono six, six, seven hats. How many hats did De Bono have? Doesn't Not matter. sure. Different hats of thinking. So you have your writer's hat on and you just write, 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 write. Don't look at it. You're not your editor yet. And then I had 40, 45, 50 pages wow. of just stuff I needed to get out. Mm. And then I'd print that off and then I'd read through that and automatically go, that is too sad. Mm-hmm. That is just angry. Mm. And I go, okay, that's something. And mm-hmm. I would just then have the editor hat on, looking through it, going, no, that's funny. I think that has something. Mm. Yeah. And I'd choose them. They would go into the 30-page document and then I'd keep um, whitter, whittering away. Is that words? Yeah. Wh- whittling. Whistling. Whittling. Go yeah. Whistler. Great place. Um, yeah, just just uh, scribbling and scratching at it and going, okay, what am I even doing? And it takes shape. And I'm like, oh, it's about this. Okay, yeah. this is now the, the theme. And so then that doesn't fit into that. And, oh, I've got something else that will fit into that. And then I write it on cue cards and I put a uh, blue tacket to the wall and I go, oh, this is how that will work out, only a 50 minutes. And it just, yeah, through, through doing it, it becomes funny, and then I go and punch it up with mm-hmm. big jokes mm-hmm. to not that to hide the meeting, but I like talking about. Um, well, I don't, it's not even a conscious decision. I just talk about the things that are on my mind, and that my last show called "Be Better" mm-hmm. <laughs> was about um, uh, sort of my upbringing from Maltese household. Uh, feeling guilty for everything, like it's a Catholic thing, mm-hmm. but I wasn't even baptised, so no religion, all guilt, wasn't even allowed to have a wine and wafers take the edge off, just like, <laughs> ugh, and, and all this sort of thing. And I was from the because I said so generation, so nothing was explained to me. Dad mm. just said, because I said so, don't answer back, don't give me cheek. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. Nothing mm-hmm. explained, nothing resolved. And so I was just, you know, doing that but also trying to, again, feeling very guilty talking about my parents because mm. I felt bad for them because I always feel bad for them. And then my therapist tells me, what about you, Jacqueline? And I'm like, oh, I'll just take on their shit, I guess. She's like, no, 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 you talk about you. So I, it was actually a really um, challenging thing to write about. Mm-hmm. As a show, and, as yeah, a comedy show. Yes, yeah, so talking about my parents because I felt bad for them. Mm. But that's because I've become, I've been forced to be really empathetic Mm. Um, and pathetic, no, um, because even though they would, like, get yelled at or whatever, because you know they hated their jobs, had to raise three kids, you know, could have just had two. I could have just sat this one out, but that's fine. <laughs> Never asked to be born. Um, <laughs> I'll sit this one out, mum. Uh, they worked really hard in jobs they didn't like to raise us, mm. and so they'd yell at us and stuff, and I'd be upset. But then I would feel bad for them because what they were going through and I could justify their behaviour mm. and I might excuse the bad behaviour. Mm. And when you excuse bad behaviour, you end up fueling it. So I never really had a voice. I always just went, I'm upset, but you know what? I can handle it. They're upset too. And it was always about putting someone else first. Yeah. And in that instance, um, do you feel like choosing a career in comedy um, is that there's any kind of feeling for you in that of that your parents had to work really hard in jobs that they hated? I know for myself and other people who are creative mm-hmm. and work in creative industries that there can be this thing of like, is this self-indulgent of me to do this work and to choose yeah. this work when, you know, it it's possible because my parents were 
doing stuff they didn't want to do. Oh, I'm highly influenced by that. Yeah. I'm just like, why would I do something I hated? Mm. Why would I? I saw how it destroyed them. Mm. And I never, like, you know, money's never the goal or anything. And my parents are so, they almost live through me in that way because they're just, like, so proud of me and so, um, I don't know, like, happy for me to be doing something I enjoy because they never could. But they could have. I'm just like, don't have kids then. But, but that's that interesting. The you don't feel, like, guilty that they worked hard and you chose something you enjoyed and they did something they didn't enjoy. No, you I, feel supported by them to yeah, do that. Yeah, well, I, I do. I do feel very guilty because mm. – um, but, again, that was all their fault. You chose to have kids. They're expensive. You chose to take me to a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. First time I read from a Bible, I said Jesus and the Decibels. Like I had no – awesome band. I had no idea. Like a really expensive school. So I do feel bad. Mm. Um, but then but I'm learning to get over it. it's not rational. No, 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 yeah, yeah, no. But um, but then I went and I did. um, But I've always had my own money. Good wog. Right. Always had my own money as well. So always like that's why helps. Yeah. yeah, Very. um, I never ask them for money. I don't have any debt. I don't even have a credit card. Like I've Mm -hmm. learned that from them. Work hard. You can do whatever the heck you want. Mm -hmm. Support yourself. Mm -hmm. Do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Um, I did film school anyway, so I wanted to be a a filmmaker. So it was going to be something like Mm -hmm. do. And mum and dad really encouraged me. Do something you like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's no, good. Yeah, comedy is like the only thing that makes sense to me and performing, yeah, in general. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. We're going to have to finish, guys, unfortunately, oh. come to the end of our time. I wish so we could talk longer. No. <laughs> we'll just come and see your next show. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, I'll write one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like amazing hearing about the process. That really, mm, really it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll have to do a part two at some point. I'd be um, up for that. Sweet. All right. Thanks so much, Jacqueline. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Jacqueline. (laughs) You've been listening to Dialogues on 3CR Community Radio 855 AM. You can download the podcast by searching for Dialogues on your podcast app. And email us on dialogues3cr at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, just search Dialogues3CR.